Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm so excited today. We are welcoming two of the founders of Element 26. They make functional gear for functional athletes so you can break PRs and not your body. Uh, I'm a super fan of the grips and even more of a fan of the humans behind this business because they run their business according to their core values and uh, their beliefs on how they should treat people first. Their customer service and how they treat their community is number one. I really think they're setting the bar high for uh, all new companies and big companies alike jumping into the fitness game. Enjoy this conversation. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm excited today. As you know, we say this every cast because it is the truth. We are welcoming uh, the founders of Element 26. You know I love having my business, my entrepreneurs, uh, business owners on here to tell their journey. I came across these guys in CrossFit. Uh, as you know, I, I've had a plethora of experience in the marketing and branding world. We worked with Reebok, uh, specifically in CrossFit for a while, and then Champion by C9, and then Barbells for Boobs. We've, we've been around the gamut. So I'm excited when I see uh, companies rising through CrossFit that really not only have their product in um you know, business situ- situation dialed in, but their mission and their why. So we're going to unpack all that. Uh, but without further ado, I want to welcome the two founders to the mic. I, you know, how I am with names, but Phil Gautier, that's the yep, somewhat Gautier. French version. Yeah. Gautier. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll let them do it correctly. Uh, and then Jason Francosia. Franciosa, close enough. Franciosa. I knew he said it three times before he got on the mic, but if you listen to this cast, you know what's up. Uh, We'll just go with Phil and Jason and then KO, Kristen, Christina, and (laughs) we're starting out casual. But I'm going to let them unpack um, what they do. But Jason, like I said, is a co-founder. He's got a plethora of uh, military experience and he's been around the world. I'm going to let him tell his bio. And then Phil is a PTDPTCSCS. I should know all this spending enough time in, you know, rehab uh, medical rehab <laughs> and the multitude of injuries I've had and, and stuff like that but these guys are rock stars and they've come together to start element 26 and I'm gonna let them tell them about that but uh, why don't you guys each tell us about your individual bios real quick and then we'll jump into the biz bio yeah uh, I can go first um, so I'm Phil Phil got here um, so I have a big athletic background so I grew up playing sports my whole life really uh basketball, baseball, pretty much anything. Um, and then, so I had a, I had a passion for movement. I had a passion for athletics, had a couple of strength conditioning internships along the way. Um, and I felt that I really wanted a higher level degree to really kind of solidify everything across the board. And that's kind of what drew me to physical therapy and my doctorate of physical therapy. And it kind of just took off from there. And I've been practicing for the last five years um, outpatient clinics. So I see a little bit of all, all sorts of, uh, injuries from neuromuscular, uh, to, to musculoskeletal to, um, you know, even balance disturbances, simple things like that all the way up to athletes too. Um, so I see a little bit of everything now. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Jason, you want to give us your quick 411? Sure. Yeah. My name is Jason Franciosa, originally from Massachusetts. Phil and I were actually roommates together in college. That's how we met. Oh, okay. Uh, UMass grad, 
spent four years in the military uh, as an intelligence officer, um, stationed out in Hawaii. Always been passionate about fitness. Uh, I was big into mixed martial arts uh, growing up and then through the military. Um, fitness to me was always just something you do. Like it was never, never occurred to me that like it was separate from life. It was just, you know, fitness is fitness. Um, after the military, I moved down to South America. I spent two years in Colombia, helped build a government uh, contracting company that was doing work with drones. So we were doing like agriculture and analysis and mapping of mountains and surveillance work and all this other stuff. Um, then I went my entrepreneurial route, uh, tested it out with a software company, went through a lot of traditional training. So this was like MIT's Fuse program. Uh, I went through Stanford Knight's incubator program. We got funding through MIT Sandbox. Um, anyway, learned a lot, but it didn't work out. Um, and then after that, decided to kind of follow my passion, which was more, um, you know, the fitness side of things and partnered with Phil, who's, uh, just absolute genius when it comes to things with fitness. So figured, you know, makes sense, have his authenticity or his, uh, experience <laughs> and knowledge, and uh, bring that with kind of my business side of things. And element 26 was founded. I love it. I want to unpack that journey a little bit, but I just want to read Element 26's About Us, and this is uh, where I was hooked. It's it's simple but straightforward. Element 26 believes physical training is the gateway to a healthier and happier life. Our mission is to end training setbacks due to injuries, limita- in injuries and limitations of the human body. To do this, we provide functional gear and functional... We provide functional gear to functional athletes so they can destroy their PRs, not their bodies. Element 26 was founded by a doctor of physical therapy and U.S. Army veteran and is a majority veteran owned and run company. We serve you our amazing customers first. If you have any questions or problems with any of our gear, please email us us at the address below and we will do everything we can to ensure uh, you, you, you have complete satisfaction. I'm not the greatest reader in the world. This is why we're strong. But um, this is, again, I've run the gamut with, you know, working with the majors like Reebok. And these are not name drops because the smaller startups are always my favorite. Usually there's just budget limitations when it comes to working with uh, consultants like myself. Um, But it's really hard to break into these fitness spaces. And uh, the customer service element in any entrepreneurial situation is absolutely key factor. And I think it's something that in the olden days, uh, as I, you know, have come to be 40 years old at this point, I think I can say olden days ish, uh, things, you know, there's this very stereotypical traditional way of doing things. And now in 2021, thank God, uh, there's a different expectation and you have to be very accessible. So my initial contact point with these guys was, and we're going to talk about this more too, uh, ordering the grips, my dad's a longtime athlete. Um, and he's like, you got to try these. I tried them. Unbelievable. And I, I, I did some cleaner or something on it. And my grip ran out. And the second I emailed him, I got a quick response from one of the owners and I'm like, this is cool. And then I started digging the story. I'm like, these dudes are awesome. I love what they're doing. And I've, I've seen enough to know when I see a good thing. Um, and I have confidence in saying that cause I really have run the gamut and I've failed myself as an entrepreneur. I've, I've done great things. You know, we've, we've, we've done a lot. So we've got a good, uh, grounding base of, of what I think is really a, a good company on the right path and, and what isn't. So I'm pumped to unpack this further, but when you guys are coming together and I love this life skills through sports when obviously the military training or, you know, being an athlete yourself and, uh, Phil, I know you said you're getting further into competitive lifting. Now you can bring all these athletic skills to the business world. To me, it's all the same. That's why I love youth and sports and they start to learn teamwork and commitment and honor and, uh, you know, really important stuff. Um, as you put together element 26 and you guys came back together, why get into like the CrossFit world and why build out, you know, grips in these specific things. It sounds like you could have done anything. Why this kind of, uh, 
modality training tools company in general? Yeah. So I'm going to be completely transparent. We didn't start off as a CrossFit focused brand. Okay. Um, so both of us were more general lifters. And to be completely honest, when I was in the military, I hated CrossFit because I had a lot of soldiers that did it and they did it wrong and they'd break themselves. And as someone who had to have his soldiers con- like ready for training events and preparing for battle and everything else, like having injuries was the biggest frustration because they're on profile. They can't do a lot of the stuff. We're having to scale things back. And like this CrossFit thing is really terrible. Um, so I had a bad vibe from, from the beginning. Um, but what happened was we decided to go with the fitness route. Um, and the first thing that we did was figure out what product we're gonna launch. Like what can we provide that's unique to the marketplace? Um, so we looked at a lot of stuff on the, on the market at the time. And you know we didn't really know much about a lot of the other brands. Um, it was just kind of like what if, and Phil and I worked on this, but like what is the ideal weightlifting belt that we would want? Like what would it look like? How would it be? What material would it be? <clears throat> Because we didn't want like some big thick leather belt that's uncomfortable and everything else. Um, but we also saw a lot of issues with pure Velcro because obviously Velcro wears out over time, can cut, pop open the mini lift. Um, so we took like the best designs from a multiple different uh, belts that we saw and we liked and put it together into ours. Uh, ended up being our, what we call our self-locking looking belt. You know, it has the, the slide lock, which ensures it can never rip open. Uh, something that we saw on a, actually a chic belt from like the 1980s were the first ones to start using that. Yeah. Um, it was a really like innovative um, thing that they used. And then the material, we want something like, the point of a weightlifting belt is to create intradominal pressure. So you don't need this super thick or stiff or, you know, foam filled material. So we want the minimalist route. Like what is the bare minimum that you actually need to have the full benefit of a weightlifting belt, which is creating intradominal pressure. Um, and we ended up going with uh, a single layer. It's about, you know, four and a half millimeter thick uh, pure nylon. Extremely durable, extremely easy to use. Anyway, we launched this belt and we started getting feedback from customers. Because for us, the biggest metric is what does the customer think about it? Like, this is what we love. What do they think? And I would have to say, like, of the people that were raving about it, like reaching out to us, emailing us, you know, saying, hey, we love this thing. It was probably 80 to 95% people who did CrossFit. So we're like, wait a minute, we're getting this huge <laughs> calling from all these CrossFitters. We better see what this is all about. Um, so we started learning more about the sport. We started getting into it. We started. I started doing it, and Phil himself started doing CrossFit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we fell in love. I mean, it's just okay. such a really cool community. Uh, the people are so motivated. Um, so then we started thinking, okay, well, what other products do CrossFitters use, and how can we better serve this community, and how can we be different than, you know, the other tons of brands in the market that, are, at the point we were looking, we're basically just copying each other. I mean, someone would mm-hmm. launch something, and then everyone would copy it. So you know, that's when we started, look, started looking at doing the grips. And um, the grips have been quite the journey. Um, but as, as you can attest to, they're very different than most of the grips in the market. Yep. Um, you know, so differentiation has always been key to us, listening to our customers. You know, and a real humbling experience for me as an entrepreneur, um, and I think most new entrepreneurs, is you get into it thinking like, I want to build this business and I want the money and I want the, you know, be successful. You realize really quick, it's not about you. It's all about the customer. Um, so you get humbled really quickly and, mm-hmm. um, it becomes a much more rewarding journey when your entire focus is how do I best serve my customer? Uh, and you stop worrying about you. And I think that's, what's been the key to our success. Uh, every other company, are you out there? Write that down and what repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's huge. Uh, Gary, uh, Van, Vaynerchuk, everybody loves Gary V. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't super follow and maybe I should as a professional marketing branding person. However, he just hired like a 
heart space something or basically something that like takes care of the employees that can then take care of the consumer. Anyways, all I'm saying is this train of thought Usually it's happening in my startups. This is why I love working with startups because you do everything. You wear all the hats. You're, you have your feet on the ground with the consumers and then you're building the product out back in your garage. And it's a beautiful process, although it's taxing and there's no money and there's a whole thing to it. But that's kind of like when you're getting into CrossFit and you just get beat to shit every day, but you keep showing up. Um, solid metaphors for life across the board. But yeah. it's, I, I think again, now this old school way of thinking when, again, I've worked at the majors and I'm, I, I, you guys have as well. It, there's an old school way of doing things. And now it, there's this new school way of doing things. And it's, it's slow to get into these bigger situations, but this is where I think the startups have such an advantage. You can evolve quicker and you can make changes on the fly because your feet are on the ground. You are listening to the consumer and you understand that the consumer now is different than what we were 20 years ago. I can immediately look up, DM another athlete, say, what do you think? Like the, the, the review and the, the education around the product is one click away. Like there's transparency everywhere for better or for worse. Cause some of it could be, you know, lying or fake news or whatever. Um, but I really think it's an advantage where you can, if you are telling the truth and you do have good stuff, this is a great thing. Um, I think it's hilarious that you said you came from military because I have three younger brothers. Uh, I told you two military, one retired, uh, one that was a lacrosse player like myself and myself and the lacrosse player had gotten out of college and my military brother was like, go do CrossFit. You guys need to do something, blah, blah, blah. We were both collegiate athletes. So like, okay. So the military brother still to this day does not do CrossFit because he has your view. But the other two of us, uh, my one brother, he's back in military and he's you know doing his thing now, but myself and my dad got super into it. We've gone to the games. My dad's actually a three-time, four shit, three or four-time Masters champion. And uh, he's the one that runs Blade and that's how I got introduced to the grip. So it was funny how the I think a lot of people's interest to CrossFit is somebody military, if you're kind of an OG, they didn't really like it, but they'd be like, eh, this is better than what's going on. And then they didn't get it until, you know, later on and CrossFit had progressed. And I think that's a good life metaphor. You know, don't always judge a book by its cover, its cover. Maybe go back and revisit it for yourself because CrossFit does have a stigma around it. And as a competitive athlete in CrossFit, we do beat our bodies to shit. Like I can show you a plethora of MRIs, uh, knee surgeries mm -hmm. and everything. However, to do CrossFit on the regular, you don't need to be overtraining like we do. And that's, that's, that's part of the reason why I didn't want to do it uh, personally is just, there was so much stigma around the injury risk. And, you know, I was coming to PT. I was like, I'm going to take more of a path that has more of like a, a, a systemic plan to it. So it was like, I'm just going to stick to powerlifting. Like I yeah. get right out of this plan and control all the variables here versus like, I mean, you can do that with CrossFit, like the elite level athletes, they're going to, they're going to play at everything to the T. Uh, but there still is a variable of, of randomization here and there, especially when it comes to traditional CrossFit and a lot of the CrossFit boxes, um, you're going to have that, that, that randomization, that variability, and you can't really control it as much. So for me, and I'm someone, I'm someone who loves routine. I love control that kind of scared me away for, from it for a bit. Um, until I really, until Jason and I launched on the 26th, so we really got into the nitty gritty, um, and I, you know, I took it up just because I could connect more to the customers and the people that are actually in the field. Um, so it's, it's been awesome. And I'm actually, now I have a coach that programs everything for me and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit CrossFit, a little bit of lifting. So, um, and yeah, I just registered for the open actually yesterday. So hey. I'm excited for that. <laughs> okay. I know. I think that's big. And again, the way things are perceived to be are not always how they have to be for you. Like, especially in 2021, we need to unpack that on and, and everything we approach because we do have so much control in what we do and what, and what's going on. Um, but it's, you got to remain, you know, open-minded to things because it could be really great. And I will say this about the business side, CrossFit's a marketer's dream because everybody has money. They're super, uh, influenceable in all the best ways. And my company actually helps because I've been in it as an athlete forever. And then on the business side forever, 
I, I believe in influencer marketing and getting in touch with these great coaches because the second the coach says something, everybody does it. It's like no other sports situation in the world. And that's phenomenal because <laughs> as on the company side, you you navigate that education piece. They can show it. They can demo it. And it's usually out of love. You don't need to cut them a six-figure check like Nike. Um, mm -hmm. And it's real. And they, they're eat, sleep and breathing every day. And so they'll actually use it. My dad, you guys should probably send him a digital high five because he brought him in and we don't really, I mean, we've been around the block. I don't, yeah, there you go. I don't like when I, I go in now just for health and like, I don't really put on the belt anymore. The lifting shoes, I probably should now that I'm getting back into it, but I took away all the shit like CrossFitters. There's the shoes and the outfit and the socks and like you have all the crap you need. And I, yeah, I'm here for it ish. However, when he brought out the grips and shoulder, I'll probably have shoulder surgery at some point, but the way it unloaded my shoulder and I could, you know, use less grip. It was pretty remarkable how much it did save my body. I don't buy into a lot of the gimmicks and things. And mm -hmm. most CrossFitters doing that's just how we are. Um, but it's a phenomenal space, I think, to launch something really great because the consumer will pick you apart. There's a lot of educated humans that have run around the block. They'll still buy the shit, but they'll, they'll, they'll tell you real feedback. Um, and they will or won't use it. So when these came in, I was super, super impressed. Can you guys tell me uh, why Element 26, the name? And then what were what was your first product? Like, how did you initially get into this? We, Jason and I were on the phone, I think it was like for three hours one day. Literally the first day, just like, hey, I want to start this business. <laughs> and okay. we're like, we were literally on the phone for three hours, just going <laughs> back and forth the names. And eventually, eventually uh well we wanted to find something that was kind of like uh, down the science path uh, something that spoke to uh, it was a little bit in intelligence but it also meant like hardcore uh mentality training kind of that vibe and we settled on the periodic table and we started bouncing around different elements or like element you know whatever gold is or silver and like that oh, just doesn't sound as cool and then you know I, I thought what about iron you know like pumping iron like arnold schwarzenegger or whatnot um, and then we, we sat on that for a little bit. I mean, Jason could tell a story from his perspective too. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I remember. But then we, uh, we settled on element 26 iron, um, because it definitely symbolizes our, our, our population people that putting in the work, um, and iron is not always going to be the, the pretty, the pretty element there. You know, you have the gold, you have the silver, the copper, whatever else. And then, uh, you know, you have the iron, the hard work in the, in the trenches element. Yeah, just to put it in context, just so in case people didn't make the connection. So the 26 element in the periodic table is iron. Uh, so that's where the, the name comes from. Uh, and the, the fundamental reason behind it was iron itself is the core of pretty much any weightlifting program, whether you're doing CrossFit or whatever. I mean, iron is, is the weights. Um, so it's kind of just taking things back to the fundamentals, um, you know, what is truly important, and then you know, focusing on that. So that's kind of where the name, the name came from. Um, and as I led to uh, in my in the previous part of the conversation, uh, the way it turned out was our first product. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of where that went. Um, with that said, so one thing that's really interesting about this space or launching physical products to to this you know, CrossFitters is they abuse things. Like oh, CrossFitters sure. have, will not hold back on anything. Um, so if it's not a really well-built product, really, really strong, like we reinforce everything. Like all of our stitching is like double, triple reinforced. Uh, you know, we go, everything has to be like metal, no plastic. Like we go way out of our way to make sure that these are the most durable products that we can possibly do. Cause if they're not like, we will get 10 emails a day saying I broke this or I ripped this, or, you know, I tried pulling my truck with this belt and it didn't hold up. What's wrong? I'm like, yeah, it's a way to go. It's not, a, it's not a tow hitch. Yeah. <laughs> we get some crazy emails. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that is, I, I, 
what some of the like research and design that I've seen, it is that crazy. They're like, oh, I ran over it. And you're like, well, it's, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't build something accordingly. But I will say companies, you know, the consumer does keep them on the trendsetting tip and, and you know, continuing to improve because that is how it is. Like if you ever mm-hmm. climbed ropes, we used to do um, the sticky gloves. We bought batting gloves one time and wet them to climb up the ropes. And we did all the tricks <laughs> in the trade. And, and for me as an athlete, CrossFit, if you're in the competitive space, you know it's a game of efficiency. So anytime you can unload in any space, and it's not cut corners, it's not, you know, load off, but it's like really game it, which this is what I, I I'm like a kind of boss to the wall athlete, go hard, get to the goal, do this. I don't really love the strategy of things. I'd rather just show up, compete and do my thing. I don't love like the chess pieces, but respect for the game. You have to know like when to rest on a thruster with this and that. The grip piece for me, I, I think I really did in, uh, Phil, you could probably unpack this further. I have really Mm -hmm. tight fascia in my forearms. So grip for me, there was one region, it was like 50 pull-ups, which is no problem for me. And then um, I think it was like six, 135 ground overhead. No problem. I, I, my forearms blew up so bad. I couldn't pick up the bar and 135 back in the day, even now is it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I literally couldn't pick it up. So when you can save on your grip, people are like, why are you so excited about these grips? I'm like, you don't understand. It changes the way you can work out and perform. Would I say I would use this in training wise for every single grip thing? No, because I think you do need still need to train your grip, Mm -hmm. you know, raw and whatever. And I don't know if you guys have you guys had any kickback from um, CrossFit HQ as far as it be them being legal or anything like that? No, the only rule is you can't have like a bump or a hook or anything like that. And they're not. I mean, it's just, just, you know, just a a single sheet of, uh, you know, what we call the isoprene polymer. Okay. Yeah, we've had athletes use it at bigger competitions too. Um, Well, before COVID, um, Wadapalooza, we had a couple athletes using it, um, using the grips uh, on the bars. So, and that was, that was a great experience, um, especially down there because we got to see some, the grips on the bigger platform. And yeah. hopefully this year we're going to see them a lot more across the board. Well, that's where my dad saw them. And again, we're not, so, we've been in this so long. We used to get all the free Reebok crap. We would never buy anything because we just had all this stuff <laughs> and it was, it was getting gimmicky. And just like you said, a lot of it really wasn't well built. So when I tried that as I'm like, I'm actually impressed with this. Not that I'm the end all be all, but I'm like, we've really run some laps around. Like this is good stuff. And it was great grip, but <laughs> with the shoulder injury, anyone that's out there that is kind of looking for a way to, to continue to doing what you're doing, but maybe unload a little little bit of the pressure on certain parts of your body or what have you these grips are a game changer for me um literally the way you can like, like let go on the grip a little bit and then it doesn't impact your shoulders if you're doing kipping on uh, any person of military probably you know shuns their head at the kip which i'm here for that as well um but it really does unload have you guys do you guys target like specifically older athletes or younger athletes like is there anything within that maybe like aging athletes or is this just like this is good for everybody yeah, I mean, well, so you're focusing specifically on the grips. With the grips, um, we've seen raving fans across the board. Um, but what's cool, and what you keep talking about earlier with how amazing CrossFitters are to to be able to serve as a business, is like one person has an experience like that, they're in a box with, you know, 100 other people, and they will go out and tell everyone and show them, let them feel it. And that for us has been huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we have, like random boxes, we'll, we'll get an email and be like, everyone at my box uses your grips because like one person had them and it just explodes, you know, Mm -hmm. and and then it'll happen again, like a month later, like everyone in Wisconsin, you know, this box now uses your grips. Uh, And it's really cool. It's a a very different, but with that said, like we are probably in our 15th iteration of these. And I have a box of about five different minor changes that we're testing currently. (laughs) Um, So one thing that I think we do really well is um, it's called continual 
improvement as opposed to like uh, continuous. So like um, we never stop improving our gear. Like if, if you buy our grips today and three months from now, they're not going to be the same exact grip. Um, you know, we take feedback on the fly. If there's any issues that come up, we're instantly fixing it. We're working with hand in hand with our manufacturer, which you know we're very fortunate because we have a, a ex-military team um, that works you know in person with our manufacturer as well. Um, you know, so very good communication with them, and you know, we're constantly just improving and improving and improving. So just like we'll, we are with our workouts, Jason, we are with our. Jason's point. We'll also uh, we also give these testing grips to literally to people like athletes that have had issues with them in the past. Like we want them to to beat the crap out of the new grips because we want to make them even better. I mean, this it doesn't even have to do with the grips. It could be any product. It could be wraps. It could be belts or whatever. Um, knee sleeves. Um, just to just to beat on them. And then you know, I want uh, we want their feedback. We want to see how, what we can do better for this this athlete, this individual. I love it. When they are not like I strongly recommend. And again, if you know me, I don't recommend a lot of stuff, especially being in the space of this business because we see a lot of the smoke and mirrors, and that's why we started this podcast. Um, so we've harped on the grips. I love them. I'm a super fan. Uh, word of the wise: if you do have them, I you know we're spraying down everything, and I think I sprayed mine, and that wiped away some of the grip. I did just clean them with soap and water, and uh, the one I think I have to clean a little bit more. One is a little bit more sticky than the other, but don't hit them with your disinfectant if you have these. Um, it's easy fix, but. No chalk. And no chalk. Yeah, I think one of you yeah, guys. It's really almost like a tire. It's almost like a even tire a little grip. bit. So you can yeah. imagine yeah. tire on sand. That's kind of like chalk on the grips. So if they get dirty, just wipe them down. Or honestly, a lot of athletes in the middle of workout will just wipe their sweat and then they'll grip. That's like what I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the most. Yeah. And I, but I'm here for that. That's efficient. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> really maybe, pretty, maybe not. But... Maybe not COVID appropriate. Efficiency. I mean, <laughs> some people. Some people actually spit on them. If you ever been in a competitive situation, I mean, you're like breathing out, you'll spit will fly. Like it's a very disgusting. I felt bad for some of the judges I've had before. Cause and once you're kind of in a blacked out zone, like oh, it's have you, ever, you ever seen a powerlifting competition? There's people puking like on the judges. Oh, what? In what competition? It's just a powerlifting. I, you, you I've puke, seen someone pee before. Pee, people pee, people oh. puke. Like they'll be pulling up the bar and they'll deadlift oh. and. Keep those actually, all over the place. Yeah, no, I don't. I want. I could like if I saw someone's like arm ripped off. That's okay. I do not do throws. I don't know what it is. <laughs> someone's someone's just, eating. Someone's listening to this and eating right now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, sorry, we're going back. All right, so we've talked about the grips. You guys, tell me a little bit more about some of these other products. Um, and is everything, by the way, made in America? Is it USA made? Oh. No, so we manufacture. Um, our primary location is Pakistan. Okay. Um, and again, we have a like, it's a long story, but we have uh, a U.S. veteran team who lives in Pakistan, and they literally work hand in hand with manufacturers. Okay. Um, so it's not made in the U.S., um, but I mean, on a personal level, I am actually happy, like not happy about this, but like proud of it because we help impact the lives of like 15 families in Pakistan and help them, you know, eat and live and, and sustain themselves. Where that same money in the U.S. would be such, you know, maybe two or three families. Um, mm -hmm. So, in terms of the amount of impact that's happening for a small brand, I think it's amazing. You know, someday if we're the size of Nike or whatever, then absolutely looking at, you know, U.S. manufacturing where we can have massive impact. But the amount of impact that we can have, um, you know, and still be able to produce the product at a competitive price to the big guys um, is really amazing. 
I think that's huge. And I'm always for, obviously, American-made and supported. However, you know, Nike faced this with Oprah back in the day. Oprah called them out for doing, quote-unquote, child labor. And I think it was in the Philippines. And they actually came back saying, listen, if you take this away, we don't have means to feed our families. So, of course, there's that's a whole Yeah, we're not doing child labor. I'm not yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Not there's to no that. child labor. But here, but, well, what I'm saying is they came back. So, it's, again, it's not always oh. just exactly how it seems or a quick one-off conversation. Like, you have to unpack it. And so I, I'm glad you said that because I think that is something to, you know, broaden a horizons on, you know, where is it made? Why? And it's, it's a larger conversation than it is or isn't just American made. So um, I think that's really great. And guess what? The world needs to start working together. We need to start supporting each other. Yes, I'm here for America and, and supporting what we've got going on. And there's a whole circle of things going on. So I love that. Um, but we'll save that for another podcast because I think that is actually something to <laughs> entirely unpack. But tell us more about some of the other products. Um, why they're different because as you, you know we're inundated with all these extras and in, in crossfit or in the high intensity training world in general tell us what else you guys are excited about that's coming out or you already have out yeah uh, yeah we could i mean we start with the bar belts that's uh one of the the uh, it's a patent pending product oh, it's the newest one uh one of the newest ones we have right now and essentially have the you bar, seen the bar belts yeah have you seen the bar belts uh, only on uh, line. I haven't seen the only thing I've seen in again. I'm not the best person to review because I'm I show up at this point and just do the workout, get in and out. I don't do any of the extra. Back in the day, I had a locker full, literally a locker full of all the the stuff. Um, the I, yeah. Well, I had the belt. There was one that like twisted at one point on the side. It tightened. It was okay. And then uh, the Velcro uh, would stick to all like my good workout gear, and that was annoying. Like it would stick to your leg, your pants. So, <laughs> but no, I've not I've not tried the belt. Anyways, the, uh, so with well, the barbells, just to give the viewers an idea of what we're talking about, um, normally to lock a barbell into a rack, you would take bands and wrap it around the rack uh, oh, a million the, times and hope it doesn't yes. come flying off so that you can do like muscle progressions or gymnastics work, a lot of core work, uh, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so actually, our, our other business partner, um, Jason, uh, he's he's like a hardcore CrossFitter. We, I was in the military with him. We served together. And he was the one that was like, CrossFit is the gospel. Uh, okay. <laughs> even back in the military <sighs> and, uh, he came up with this and we, um, we just filed a patent for it and invented it. And, and what it does is exactly that, but you don't have to destroy your bands. It's a lot more efficient, a lot safer than using bands. Um, so that was really exciting, costs, really cool. Costs a lot less time. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. we just launched our version of a wrist strap, but instead of like a traditional three inch wide thick one, which is terrible for CrossFit because you lose complete mobility in your wrist. Uh, we came out with a one inch version. Um, and what this does is it allows people who have wrist pain, uh, who want that just a little additional stability mm -hmm. to be able to get it directly at the, the crease in the wrist. And Phil can explain, you know, more physiologically exactly what it's doing. Um, but it still allows you to have enough range of motion in the wrist to be able to do a, a front squat or a, a proper clean or uh, a snatch. Um, so a lot of CrossFitters and Olympic lifters that are using those are absolutely loving them because they get the benefit of wrist strap without like the complete, you know, brain, uh, immobility restriction of traditional wraps. Sure. And because it's so thin, you can literally, so I tell people, you can literally, if you look at your wrist and look at the bone that sticks out on the wrist, you can literally wrap the, the wrap on the top of it, which will restrict your extension of your wrist, which is your hand going back more. If okay. that's what an issue for you. Now, if you're doing burpees and stuff, you don't quite want that. Or you can wrap it below the bone on this side, just uh, or towards your elbow more. Um, and then it kind of pins those tendons that are feeding into the hand and the wrist. That's more of like a tendonitis type issue. 
Okay. So it, so we really get, we, I even, I even write emails. I write, I've written over hundreds of emails on all this, like, but in terms of the risk we have emails after like someone purchases the wrap on our website that talks about how you can wrap it differently and uh, what it's actually doing for you um, in terms of stability or uh, limiting, eliminating pain or minimizing pain, I should say. I love it. I love it. And that's, again, the CrossFit, it's so funny. And I keep saying CrossFit, but high intensity training in general. And, you know, CrossFit really helped weightlifting, you know, have a resurgence and, and people get more into just the traditional Oli lifting. We actually did a bunch of Oli lifting for a while. Um, <clears throat> being quiet in the outfit, that was not really my vibe. I liked it. Like I liked lifting, but like competitive lifting and like you said, the, the platform. Yeah. I, I like more of like the get hyped up, be loud or whatever, but I will say lifting, it's a beautiful sport. And if you really watch some of these really skilled lifters, it's pretty unbelievable what they can make their bodies do. But I really do attribute CrossFit, you know, bringing Oli lifting back into like this light, even for the Olympics and everything else. So it's cool to see some of these innovative products start, you know, within CrossFit or whatever, but then now expand out into, um, other different training modalities, strong man. I've even seen some things in rowing and, and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> have you guys, do you have any, or, I mean, is there any other products you want to talk about that are, we're highlighting? Or I know you guys stay specific to fewer products. Yeah. I mean, we have a bunch of other products. We have knee sleeves, uh, which <laughs> knee sleeves were like the bane of our existence for like two years, but we have a really good knee sleeve now, like okay. for CrossFit. Uh, it's, we call it a six millimeter. It's like a, a, Thinner version of seven, but not quite as thin as like a five. So it's a really good balance there. Um, mm -hmm. And then we have our fit great straps, which is very unique. They're very different. Um, but I mean, what we're really excited about is a lot of the value that we provide beyond just the gear itself. So, I mean, our gear is absolutely incredible and we spend a lot of time getting it just right. Uh, but we have an amazing Facebook group um, called Team E26. And that community is just like, Every single day, people are posting their workouts, or they're talking about it, or they're sharing their specific experience, and it's very um, uh, you know, supportive to a variety of people. Um, Phil, uh, he writes these emails, which if anyone wants amazing emails, sign up for our email list. Um, you can go right to our There's website. email going out in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not, it's not like, hey, it's a 10% discount. Go buy our gear. It's like Phil going in-depth into a lot of different types of training or specific problems that people are having or how to best use the gear, when you should use it, when not to use it. Or um, So we really tried to build more of a community that serves the person to help people achieve PRs and not just a brand that sells products to people like most of our competitors. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's like, as much as our, I love the differentiation in our products and we've spent so much time getting them just right, uh, but like what gets me excited about our brand and what makes us different is we truly care about the person. We truly care about the athlete and we truly care about helping them achieve their journey, even if it's not just them buying something from us. Yeah. I think that's transparent. I'm really glad you said that. And it's the truth. I think CrossFit itself is founded on the community. You know, it brings in this tribe. You keep showing up because you're working out with your friends. And yes, it works. It's great. You can do CrossFit by yourself. But I think these gyms, the affiliates have really thrived because you build out this community. It becomes part of your life. It's like your modern day church. You go there. You see each other on the weekends. You celebrate birthday workouts, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's very applicable in the business world of like you build out your tribe and people love you. You love them back. And it's this very new age, unfortunately, uh, reciprocal situation that's that's wonderful and we obviously on a you know cheesy metaphorical level we need this in 2021 like let's get it's a tribe uh, of humans that loves about, each other about, about carrying the competition that's gonna yeah i wake it, up every day I, well <laughs> you know if you get into like a 
I know we're here for the science and the physical, but if you get into like the yeah. metaphysical and meditation and manifesting in abundance, there's enough to go around. I work with so many companies that, you know, yes, there's the Reeboks and Nikes and yes, there's, you know, startups. There's, there's billions of humans. There's a million podcasts. And I still have faith that people are going to listen to this one because there's, there's, there's enough, there's enough for everyone. Um, and I actually think strategic partnerships are, which are my passion piece. It, work with somebody, find your, find your competition. Um, mm-hmm. On that note, you guys, it sounds like you've really had some great success with influencers. I'm, I believe in that and these strategic partnerships or the community. Um, what is like your marketing plan, even if it is from HeartSpace moving forward? Is it continue to build up this community, identify strategic influencers or what, what's the vibe there? Yeah. So from the business side of things, um, our primary sales channel intentionally has been Amazon. Uh, Amazon offers so much value to the customers in terms of shipping times and you know no hassle, a lot of stuff. You know they have a lot of protections and everything else. Um, so what we've done very well is building a large community um, that love the brand, but then sending most of the traffic to Amazon, which then Amazon rewards us in return with a bunch more customers. Um, gotcha. And we've tried to stay focused on that, and I think because we're able to stay focused and. Like you're fully aware, but in our space, there's 8 million shiny objects. Like you could try and get into Walmart. You can try and get into retail. You can try and get on, you know, Rogue's website. You can try and get, you know, a bunch of sales through your website, Facebook ads and Google ads. And I I could go on for 20 minutes of all the different opportunities or shiny objects as I like to call them. Um, But the problem is once you start trying to do everything all at once, you fall flat in your face. Uh, So, you know, we are, our weightlifting belt is now the number two best selling weightlifting belt in the U.S., uh, in Europe and soon to be in Japan as we're launching to Japan right now. Okay. Um, so that's really cool. Um, this year we do, you know, we would love to start bringing on additional channels, but we're one of the few brands on Amazon that's done a very good job of kind of mixing the non-Amazon business with a real business. Because uh, most Amazon sellers, all they care about is reviews and manipulating things and the mm-hmm. rankings. And you know, we, we don't care about most of that stuff. So we're gonna make great products. We're going to build an awesome community and then Amazon will reward us in turn by bringing our community to them. Um, so that's kind of what we've done. And we still get plenty of sales to our website and everything else, but it's not like, you know, we're not, not the best at optimizing for, you know, upsells and downsells and cross sells and trying to trick the customer into having a bigger order value and, you know, send you 8 million emails about what discount of the week we have. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, God, in this day and age, man, Amazon, Jeff Bezos does not need to be any richer, but I, I hear you for the streamlined <laughs> process. Um, it's That's where I initially ordered mine. And I, I usually tell people like, yes, you can get them on Amazon, but go to the website. So you, and I saw you strategically, I'm assuming priced it lower on Amazon accordingly. Is that correct? Yeah. So, I mean, the Amazon thing, it still does help if a person purchases and leaves a review. With that said, like we want you in our community. So if you only buy sure. on Amazon and we don't get your email address, or you don't join our Facebook group. Like we can't serve you as well. Um, so like mm-hmm. our ideal customer um, would, we would get their email address, whether that's be, you know, them signing up on a website or doing initial purchase, whatever. And then future purchases will direct them where we need them in terms of like, what's going to be the best for our optimization. Yeah. You talk about efficiency with CrossFit, but efficiency in business is huge too. For um, sure. Yeah. You know, so, so if you absolutely. go like on, on Instagram and stuff like I'm gonna I, I'm sending a lot of people to Amazon right now um, just because of that and how well we've been doing on Amazon right. and how well we need to keep pushing the products on Amazon um, because of how well but absolutely Amazon go to our website push. you know if you want to buy on our website if you're listening to this podcast and you're an ideal customer please buy from our website because yeah. then we can better serve you like that's the important thing 
Yes, we will better it. save you. And I'll send you, you get four, every, every product you get, whether it's a grip, straps, belt, you're going to get four emails explaining how to use the product and how it's going to better perform for you or how it's going to help you perform better. And then um, you literally get a hundred emails of talking about everything from nutrition, performance, rehab, training tips, tricks, uh, uh, mentality, mindset. You get literally get a hundred, over a hundred emails. It's all for free. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I mean, the, sure, there's some, there might be some carryover with like, oh, these wrist straps might help you. We do a business. You're selling a gear. I was going to say, hey. <laughs> but I the mean, thing is, no. But the there's no shame in that like, game. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, yeah. like, after you've already got the product, yeah. I literally wrote, I really wrote all these emails, like, talking about everything else besides just the uh, the gear. Yeah, I'll mention the gear here and there and, like, random emails. Um, this is, hey, you know, here's the straps if you're looking to increase your deadlift weight or whatever. Um but yeah, it's 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 a lot of free content. Is we just want to better serve the the customer and the the athlete and see them PR. No, I love it. It sounds like there's a ton of um, added value, and I, I think that's huge. And to see companies, I mean, it takes a lot to retain a company, a, a, a consumer, let alone build out a community. So if you're if you're doing that and you are giving providing all this value, I think it's great. And honestly, if you believe in what you're doing, your product, I say those companies all the time, sell it, sell it the right way. It doesn't have to be the hard sell. But hell yeah, mm-hmm. buy my wraps, and hell yeah, buy my belt. Hell yeah, listen to my cast. Like I believe in what I'm doing, and this is why I'm doing it. So mm-hmm. I I think there's the balance there. But it, you know, somebody that's dialed in and knows what's up, they're they're down with someone that's like I'm confident in this. And yes, I do suggest you purchase accordingly or subscribe or whatever. Um, so I think that's good. Have you guys heard, this is just as a branding person, I work with connections and like how my brain fires. Have you guys heard about Kaizen? The, I, I think it's the Japanese art of like continual improvement. I Kaizen. have heard the term. I have not studied it. Oh, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I, I haven't got, I've studied a long time. I actually wanted to do a, a clothing brand around it and we're, we're past that. But um, it's really cool. But as you were saying, continual improvement, <laughs> that popped in. So uh, there's unsolicited feedback yeah. and something just popped in um so now I mean, that you it's know common in, in like like software companies this, this is what they build their business on like when mm-hmm. a soft a new software launches it's a beta product like very really is a it's a minimum viable product um but after years of refinement it's a great product you know so for us we try not to launch a beta product to the customer like we te- we have multiple high-end athletes um that extensively test all of our gear along with our own team um but we also look at it like if this can be improved, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to not make the change. Sure. And reviews are great for that. Like if we get a negative review and it's a legitimate complaint, I'll make the change overnight. And you know, a month later that changes in our, in our inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really fun. And to me, that's the exciting part. Like, I love the innovation piece of it. Um, and yeah. Uh, so Phil gets really excited about um, the value provided in the emails, but to your point, it's a disservice if we don't convince someone to buy our gear because we truly believe it is the best in the market. Absolutely. I I think that, and I, I think that's a, we have a bunch of great life metaphors going on right now, but uh, the, the <laughs> idea of just starting, like get, get your, get your, get your cast out there, get your product out, like go with it and then plan to continue to innovate and grow along the way. I, I think that's a very new school mindset. Um, but if you are okay with that being like, it's perfect for right now, but wait five seconds and we're going to change it. And then we're going to change it again. And that continuous evolution is really, really important. And the transparency in that and knowing that the consumer is listening, I think that in itself is a massive sell point of, all right, these dudes are listening and this, this is going to get better as I progress as an athlete or get injured or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, and take care of your customer. So if there's a legitimate problem with your product, like one of the first Neasleys we launched were a nightmare. They had a bunch of them tearing and ripping we refunded almost every single person that had an issue because mm-hmm. we knew that we could do better. And even though it was a huge hit to like 
our bottom line and our personal income, um, we we look at this as a long term game and like you know how are we going to be here ten years from now? Um, and if we were just sitting there trying to squeeze out the last dollar and not in you know not care about a customer, then the decision's easy. Yeah, we don't fund them. But for us, when it's a long term game and we're trying to do the right thing and, and really build a long term brand, it was an easy decision to say yes, we're going to refund anyone who has issues. We're going to make a better product because this is our fault that our product's failing, not theirs. That's huge. <laughs> if anyone that's never worked or seen the balance sheet of a startup, the refund and like the the money is really, really real <laughs> in, in the beginning. And at beginning, I mean like first 10 years, depending on the company, it's really, it's hard to jump in the mix, especially when there's a lot of competitors. But I think it also says that much more when you do launch something that's similar to other things, but you know yours, you have that much confidence in, in what you're doing. Um, and I think that long I mean, game is critical. It's been, it's been three years and I'm finally going full-time this month. Okay. So... That's... I'm cutting back my PT hours and finally able to double down on the relationships here. Dude, the 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 real multi the real CrossFit is the multitasking. Like the fitness, whatever, yeah. man. Give me the workout and I'll be done in an hour. Okay. It's all the other shit you're trying to cut juggle on the side that's the oh, real man. life CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I don't want to take too much of your guys' time. Um, I'd love to know anything like personally or professionally that you guys want to put out there, share with everyone, put into universe that's either coming out, uh, things to look for, things you're excited about, any of the above. We have a lot in the works right now. Um, so if you want to see some of the incredible stuff that we're coming out with, because we spend a lot of time developing this stuff, sign for our email list. Uh, we've hit on that a few times, but go to our website, little pop-up comes up. You know, put your email in. Um, that's the best way to stay connected. Or follow us on Instagram, uh, join our Facebook group, whatever platform that you enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do it all; just choose one. Um, and yeah, no, we really appreciate the community. We really appreciate uh, CrossFit as a sport. And then what it comes down to is the people in it, and that's what makes it worth it all. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and everything's about consistency. Whether whether you're you know an entrepreneur trying to, to build a company, a business, or scale it, whatever, or you're a CrossFitter just trying to hit a PR, everything comes down to, to putting in the daily work and, and just uh, making sure that you put your one foot in front of the other and keep going. I mean, every day is going to be a little different, but you know, just staying on task, staying focused. I love it. Uh, I'm big in um, the humans behind the company and the brand. And I think that's where it really starts. Are there any daily practices you guys do in your personal life that carry over into the business life? I, I know that sounds like a lot, but any specific things that you think really attribute uh, and, and provide a successful path for you in your business world? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for boundaries. me, it's sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Setting boundaries is important. For me, it's sleep too. So I, I am a religious, like, I'll be in bed at nine and then I'm up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> okay. Um, do CrossFit five days a week, you know, six to to 7.30. Um, that's been huge. Although I have a baby on the way, my wife's pregnant. So Congratulations. Uh, that whole thing might go to hell really soon here. A hundred percent it will, but yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's but totally. yeah, and, and, and then not sacrificing your personal values. Like don't sacrifice, you know, your personal desires and wants and values for short-term gain. Uh, that's huge. I love it. Respect. Phil, where are you at? What you got going on in the personal? Yeah, life? no, I was, I was just going to say uh, setting boundaries, just making sure that I don't let, you know, I don't let, uh, I love element 26, but I try not to let element 26 take over my rest of my life. My uh, fiance gets a little upset when that happens. So I've learned, I've learned over the years when to, when to cut things off, you know, I, you know, I wake up, have my cup of coffee, do some, do some of my morning nasal breathing, 
check some emails, go to the gym, you know, and then come home, eat whatever, depending on the day. And I just, as long as I'm in a routine and I have set boundaries, things work out very well. And I stay on task. I'm at 26 days on task. Uh, My fiance gets her time. So everyone's happy. I love it. And I'm so glad to hear like this would be a business cast. I want to say you've been listening to Tumor and Tequila, but whether that's true or not, we've been talking so much about core values, boundaries, self-care. It sounds like, you know, cliche, but it's so true, especially as you get on, like life is passing us by. And yes, I'm here for the mission and the cause and the biz and personal relationships. You're what you're doing with yourself and your everyday health and, you know, gratitude and all, all the things. Um, so I'm really glad to hear it. I'm, I'm pumped for you guys. I can't wait to see how this grows, what you're doing. I love the innovative piece. I love the heart space. Uh, perhaps we touch base in a year and we kind of see what's, what's different. Um, where do we, where do we find you guys? I know you said emails, but do you want to drop your IG tags and everything else? Yeah. You can find us at element26.co. That's the IG tag element26.co. Um, and then you can find us at our Facebook group, uh, uh, team E26, less ego, more iron is the name of the Facebook group. That's a little bit more deeper connection. Everyone, everyone's a player in that group. So um, we welcome everyone, whether you're just a beginner, or whether you've been in, in the game for, you know, Sam Quant's in the group. So, you know, whether you're a lead athlete or someone who's just starting. So um, it's, it's been, a, it's a great community. I love it. Yeah, and our website is over 26. And our website. We're trying to get the .com, but the <laughs> current owner is very adamant about it. Oh, I know they, they up a lot of them. It's yeah, it's a whole podcast in itself, but um, I love it. I'm so pumped. I literally hit you up on LinkedIn. I think I already followed on IG, but uh, the Facebook groups, you got full like KO stock mode last night. I'm not outside in the bushes. Don't worry about that. But um, I didn't, I didn't know about the Facebook group until yesterday. So I'm glad we're talking about that. I do think that's a massive uh, situation. And again, a ton of value for the consumer audience, fans, what have you. So yeah, for sure. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate your time and energy. I wish you all the best. Like I said, let's check in and um, anything else we can do. I'll be sure to write a review of my genuine support for Amazon. But if there's anything else that TNT can do to support you, I'm very big on podcasts, supporting podcasts and entrepreneurs and startups and everything like that. I think it's really critical. So if there's anything we can do to support your cause and what you got going on, holler at us. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having us. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully let's, let's keep in touch and, and we'll chat soon. Sounds great. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.